0: In this episode of the carrot juice podcast, we are going to be discussing developments in the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial. Today is May 23rd, which is a Monday. This is the final week of testimony in the very popular and highly covered trial that involves actors, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard And in today's episode, we're going to discuss some updates that happened today in the courtroom, as well as some very strange testimony that came from a psychiatrist by the name of David Spiegel, you're going to want to stay tuned for this. So I don't want to waste your time, we're going to get right into the content. As always, I have a source for the story. If you have been listening to the podcast and you enjoy the content, do me a favor as it really helps out. I appreciate you for listening. Please leave a rating review and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on wherever you listen to a podcast. If you only can do one, please go to Apple Podcasts as it helps for the podcast to get discovered Rate it five star, five star, five star, and let me know what you think of the podcast. And if you have any questions or feedback, feel free to leave them there. So without further delay, I'm going to go right to the New York post for the story. So courtesy of the New York post, it indicates here that the actress Amber heard lost. Forty-five million dollars to fifty million after she made statements about the abuse allegations with that happened to her from what she alleges is Johnny Depp. So, according to Catherine Arnold, an entertainment industry consultant, she told jurors on Monday that Amber Heard lost between 45 million and 50 million in potential work over Johnny Depp claims that she fabricated in her abuse allegations. Make that make sense. It says her work stopped adding that rather than having negotiating power for her upcoming Aquaman two, Heard was begging not to be cut out of the film. Arnold is a witness that was brought upon the on the stand to testify. By by Amber Heard's legal team, keep that in mind. Arnold compared Amber Heard's trajectory to other celebrities like Gal Gadot, Ana de Armas and Zendaya. What? Bruh. Nope. I don't agree with that at all. I didn't know about much films that Amber Heard was even in. Heard is counter debt for a hundred million in defamation. She claims her career has been far more damaged than his from fallout of their relationship. Hold up. <laughs> Whose fault is that? The fallout, she's claiming that the fallout she's lost more money from the fallout of the relationship than Johnny Depp. Newsflash, did Amber Heard not receive $7 million in a settlement? As a result of their divorce, which she filed for? Did Amber Heard get publicity? Did Amber Heard get the movie Aquaman more publicity after she alluded to what happened between her and Johnny Depp in that op-ed from Vogue, which caused this entire controversy in the first place. The answer is yes. So, this is a bit disingenuous to say the least. This is a witness that was brought upon the stand by Amber Heard's team. Keep that in mind. Let's continue with it. Catherine Arnold also went on to say Heard likely would have received four other endorsement deals worth 8 million to 20 million from various film projects and millions from TV projects had she not allegedly been defamed. Arnold claimed. Okay. This is just getting strange now. Okay. So let's continue on Heard is countersuing debt for a hundred billion. We talked about that. Okay. So the expert went on to say that Aquaman should have been heard star is born moment. Gotti, <laughs> Gotty. <he. laughs> Got <he. laughs> Does anybody think that's true? Nope. I watched Aquaman Aquaman. I barely remembered that she was in it until people kept bringing it up. Honestly, um, it goes on to say, but instead the actress, the actress's career is down in the dumps and she doesn't even receive press requests. Entertainment industry consultant, Catherine Arnold testified. She says it was that moment where not only was she a good actor, but she was now world renowned because she was in the most successful film for DC Comics. Arnold said about the 2018 superhero film, whoa, 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 (laughs) shut the front door. No way. No way. At all, is Aquaman the biggest DC comic film? Nope. You know what one of the biggest DC comics f- comic films is? Batman, The Dark Knight. Like, are we serious? The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? I mean, what are we talking about here? Are we serious right now? Batman, Joker, I even liked the Suicide Squad movies. Let's be honest, Aquaman was only sold anything because Jason Momoa was in it because he has sex appeal with the ladies. He's a very popular guy. I watched him. He was Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones. I rock with him because of that. But let's not get it twisted. Aquaman was not popping like that. And it definitely wasn't because of Amber Heard's contribution. That is just my honest opinion on it. But I digress. Let's continue on. Arnold goes on to say it was just this extraordinary moment for her. For her career to take off. If you're watching the video portion of the podcast, there's a picture of Amber Heard there. She's wearing what that that's like a light brown jacket with a white shirt. And she has her hair in like a comb over like a curl off to the side with a long bang. And she's looking over in the courtroom and then Catherine Arnold there on the witness stand wearing a black blazer with some black and brown. She has black and brown hair. And it goes on to say, but negatively. But negative publicity about her allegations. I can't talk today. Try this again. But. Negative publicity about her allegations of abuse against Johnny Depp hurt Heard's career prospects, the expert testified. Every time she appears anywhere, the social media negativity campaign starts up again. Heard was excluded from major press events and promotional material for Aquaman and L'Oreal put a pause on working with her, the witness said. So that is Amber Heard's side and that's what their this witness at least today was trying to convey in what she was saying she was saying hey, because of all this turmoil and everything that was going on with Johnny Depp, I've lost money. I have not been able to be in films because I've been a pariah. I have not been able to land endorsement deals and stuff like that. And if that is true, my counter to that would be it's because of things you have caused by filming Johnny without his permission, coming up with these allegations. And also did she not get, found to be guilty of domestic violence before. So she's no saint in all of this. I think that part of her career going down the drain is people have seen the writing on the wall with how much of a liability she is, and they don't want to tie themselves to her just like a lot of studios and productions and things didn't want to tie themselves to Johnny Depp because they didn't want to be the somebody tied to somebody who had been accused of violence. Okay. So that's kind of my position on that. So let's continue on with the article here. It goes on to say lawsuits contributed to depth career downturn. As we know, Catherine Arnold, an entertainment industry consultant was asked by Amber Heard's attorney Elaine Bredhoff, about what contributed to Johnny Depp's career downturn. Well, we've talked about the erratic behavior, the tardiness, the drugs, the alcohol abuse, and the lawsuits have had a really big impact. Because there's a lot of publicity around anything that he does. Every time Depp has filed a lawsuit, it has brought to light various issues. Catherine said whether it is about you know, erratic behavior, or domestic abuse or drugs and alcohol and even spending habits. So every time a lawsuit has been filed, the press and publicity has just been charged up and brought everything back to light. It's been an unfortunate problem for the industry to continue to work with him, even though all this is out in the public. So that is what she's saying. That's where she's coming from. So the industry, the person who's an industry consultant, she knows about what's going on in the industry, why people are getting jobs, why they're not getting jobs. I'm guessing she's somebody that helps with some of those, at least consulting people on making some of those decisions. So that's her expert opinion in the matter, all right, to provide further context. So she was one of the witnesses where the attorneys of all of uh, Amber Heard got to question her. I believe Johnny Depp's attorneys did as well. I have a job. I did not listen to the entire testimony. I don't have time to look at all of that coverage because a lot of it is just mundane questions that keep getting repeated, especially with Amber Heard's legal team. It seems like they're just continuing to ask the same questions. I understand that they're doing their job, but the lot, a lot, I will say this, a lot of the minutia of the court system is just mundane and it's a lot of it's almost like they want to bore you to death at times or at least that's what it seems like to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now we're going to get to the star of the show of the podcast. The witness that I think is going to get the most coverage and that The most people are going to be talking about today and for the next couple of days, is going to be the psychiatrist who at first glance, you would think he's not a psychiatrist. And the person I'm speaking to is the expert witness called by Amber Heard's legal team Dr. David Spiegel. Now, I'm going to paint the picture for you guys of what this uh, gentleman looks like. He has a grayish hair, actually quite gray hair. And he has a it combed over, but he also has it kind of sticking out as well. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. uh, What was the name of that show back in the day? Alfalfa. What was Alfalfa in? It's, it's, it's crossing my mind. I got to look this. Okay. Like Alfalfa alfalfa actor and my in buckwheat what were they in what were they in alfalfa little rascals that's what I'm trying to find the little rascals. He has a bang like alfalfa from the little rascals. I got to get a picture pulled up for you guys. The little rascals baby. Here we go. Here we go. I had to do it. Boom. Remember this? (laughs) <laughs> I had to do it, yo. All right. Little fun there. So, this gentleman took the stand and he's a psychiatrist. So, he was giving his expert opinion on Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And he testified that Amber Heard has battered wife syndrome. I don't know what that is, but we'll keep going. And this is also called battered person syndrome and it's a subtype of a post traumatic stress disorder that Heard has from her relationship with Depp, according to Dr. David Spiegel. So as you already know, Johnny Depp's legal team earlier in the trial called Dr. Shannon Curry, who was hired by Depp's team previously. And he and she stated that she believed that Amber Heard had borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. We covered that here on this podcast and I gave my thoughts on what I what I thought about that assessment. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, what I want to do now is I want to go to some of the testimony that this doctor here, the psychiatrist, Dr. David Spiegel gave, and it'll give you some further context to kind of some of the intricacies of this man, as uh, he is a character to say the least. So the source here is courtesy of the law and crime network on YouTube, I'll link this video in the description so you can view it and listen to it yourself as well.
1: Dr. Spiegel, at our request, what have you reviewed in this case? And just go ahead and give me more examples. It's a a
2: lengthy review, but court filings, uh, psychological testing that was done on Ms. Heard by both uh, Dr. Hughes and Dr. Curry, Uh, other physicians, medical records, Dr. Kipper, um, counsel, uh, counselors, and therapists that both parties and psychiatrists that they went to, uh, text messages, depositions, uh, snippets of uh, the uh, UK trial, um, and I'm sure uh, pictures of uh, physical injuries. So I've, I've seen a lot.
1: What, if anything, have you seen in terms of emails, audios, videos?
2: Things? Yes, so I've seen videos of uh, uh, Mr. Depp. I think the video was shown, of uh, Mr. Depp uh, destroying, uh, slamming cupboards and breaking glass and yelling at Miss Heard while having a wine glass in his, uh, with wine in his hands. Um, I've seen videos of uh, destruction of property in the house.
1: Um, okay. Uh, and what, if any, review have you conducted of the deposition and testimony of Mr. Depp's uh, hired witness, Dr. Curry?
2: Objection. Appro- sure.
1: Do you remember my question? Did Did you review the, yeah, the, the, uh, the deposition and the- testimony of Dr. Curry? Doctor Curry.
2: Yes, I've Dr. Doc- yes, I'm sorry. And yes, so I've read testimony of Dr. Curry. I've reviewed Dr. Curry's reports. I've reviewed Dr. Curry's testimony.
1: Okay, and what if, it, did you review the deposition and trial testimony of Dr. Hughes?
2: Yes, objection, Thank Your not. Honor, beyond the scope of the
1: disclosure. Uh, I'll allow that. Thank you, Your Honor. Overruled. Did you interview Mr. Depp? No, I did not. Did you request to interview? I
2: requested to interview Mr. Depp twice, and both times Mr. Depp and his lawyers refused.
1: Dr. Spiegel, I'm going to ask you some questions in this case, respecting your opinions and, and the opinions you have formed and the basis for them. And I'm going to ask you to provide me with, in a reasonable degree, of medical probability or certainty. Can you do that? Yes. Okay on what were you requested to analyze and opine in this case?
2: So it's fourfold. Uh, One, I was asked to opine about the risk factors that are associated with intimate partner violence and behaviors that are shown, risk factors that are shown in intimate partner violence to be consistent with behaviors that Mr. Depp has demonstrated. Two. I've been asked to opine about the acute effects on alcohol and substance use. And I mentioned that including mood, behavior, cognition, functional impairment. Three, talking about the psychological profile, if you would, of. Um, is there a question? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay. Of uh, psychological and medical sequelae of patients uh, who have suffered uh, intimate partner violence and perpetrate intimate partner violence and whether or not Mr. Death's behavior is consistent with that. And lastly, about uh, alcohol and other substance use disorders, their diagnostic criteria, their medical and psychological effects, psychiatric effects, their cognitive effects and their functional effects. And I think I would like to just just go with the jury, one other thing. When we talk about, this, when, when psychiatry talks about substance use disorders, I, it's imperative to understand, we're not talking about someone who rarely uses and happens to have a bad night. We're not talking about someone who uses on a weekly basis and has a bad night. We're talking about repetitive patterns of behavior that meet a list of 11 criteria that could be deemed mild, moderate, or severe. Because I think people get confused when they hear the word substance abuse that they think of, oh, I may have used this because I use it twice. There is a whole criteria of behavior and sequelae and consequences that go with a substance use disorder. I'm not just talking about someone who will occasionally smoke a joint, or smokes a joint, or snorts occasionally coke, okay, or has alcohol on weekends. So I really need to reiterate that, because I think when you look at psychiatric behavior, we tend to look, people look online and say, my gosh, I have all seven of these, right? And they're reading it not quite the way the psychiatric literature is supposed to go. So please, when I'm talking about this, I need you to understand, one, that that's what's going on. As I told you about intimate partner violence, it's horrible that anyone would strike anyone, okay? But again, we're talking about repetitive behaviors for means of control, right? So that's real important to understand when you're moving forward. I may say occasionally substance abuse, but what I'm referring to is substance abuse. Objection beyond the scope of the question.
1: I I don't, sustained, next question. Okay. Dr. Spiegel, could you please just summarize for the jury? the
0: So like, as you can see there, this guy is, he he appears to have credentials. He appears to be somebody that knows what he's talking about. But the manner that he goes about it and the manner that he speaks (laughs) when he's addressing the jury and stuff, it's very eccentric and kind of off of the cuff. And what I noticed in the time that I saw that he was what I noticed, in the time that I saw him testifying, he appeared to do a lot of that he appeared to do a lot of the just kind of going off the cuff speaking from the hip. And um, I don't know if that's the best look for trying to sway the jury on if this person is credible. And if this person is somebody that you could should listen to their opinion and also just I don't want to disparage the guy, but just his appearance with how disheveled he looks. I wouldn't be confident in his assessment based on some of those type of factors, even though he could be the smartest man in the world. It's just the optics of it doesn't look the best. I'm surprised that Amber Heard's lawyers thought that this was the right guy to put in front of a jury to try to sway them on assessing if somebody is psychologically and mentally stable. That's just me. That's just my common sense detectors going ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Like, but I digress. Let's continue on with what he had to say in this testimony via Law and Crime Network.
1: Dr. Spiegel, could you please just summarize for the jury the conclusions you came to with your opinions and then we'll take you through the specifics. So
2: in my opinion, based on my review of the evidence, based on my clinical experience, based on my publishing experience, based on my teaching experience, that Mr. Depp has behaviors that are consistent with both someone who has a substance use disorder as well as consistent behaviors for someone who is a perpetrator of intimate partner violence.
1: Thank you. I'm going to start with the impact of drug and alcohol abuse over time. First of all, based upon your review of the record evidence, what type of drugs has Mr. Depp used?
2: So Mr. Depp And I will get, I'm talking about use, we're talking about a substance use disorder here. We're not just talking about use. Okay, so we are talking about alcohol. We are talking about amphetamines. We are talking about marijuana. We are talking about cocaine. We are talking about LSD. We are talking about ecstasy. We are talking about opiates. We are talking about prescription benzodiazepines. We'll get into a separate thing about the abusability of Seroquel and or GABAPENT in Iran. And we are talking about much of the time concurrent use, meaning simultaneously.
1: In your practice, do some patients suggest to you that drugs and alcohol actually help them? So
2: I think it's Patients who lack insight or are in the very early stages of recognizing they have a quote-unquote problem will sometimes actually say that they have, this medication actually calms me down. This medication makes me feel better. And in actuality, they may not acutely feel anything, but chronic and continual use will take its toll. On the brain so the answer is yes but again people who have substance use disorders have a very have lack of insight and a lack of judgment about what's going on the very poor uh, moderates of their own behavior.
1: Has Mr. Depp suggested based on your review of the record evidence that alcohol and drugs actually help him?
2: In review of the evidence he has suggested that alcohol, uh, Xanax, I'm in the list of medications do help Although I will also tell you on review of the evidence that there were at least two times I can remember that uh, Mr. Depp was referring to uh, at least short-lived periods of sobriety, and I cannot exactly tell you what that included, that both times he said that he functioned better and that he recognized that alcohol and drugs was at the root of his problems.
1: Okay. Now, there have been there's been testimony that Mr. Depp is Quite charming both off and on the drugs and the alcohol what is your answer to that
2: so again let me one thing clear here I am not here to impeach mr. Depp's acting skills or his persona he has way greater skills than I do in that mm-hmm. what I'm here today is talk about how drugs and alcohol affect what we all have in common we're all human beings We can all only get so much, take so much, when something is going to happen. And that's what I see every day in the emergency room, on the consult service, in inpatient psychiatry. Bad things happen, not because of anything special, except we're all human beings, and our brain's substance abuse are not titrated, they're not regulated by the FDA. We don't know what we're getting. We don't know how much we're getting. There is no control over what makes it to our brain. So it is not the actor. It is not the persona. Okay. It is a person just like the rest of us who are human beings who <laughs> will have these effects. And that's what we all share in common. Every-
0: I think I think you are getting, I think you kind of are getting the point here. Um Yeah just kind of like common sense type of things here. He was stating basically the long and short of it is he was outlining how Johnny Depp is suffering from substance abuse and alcohol disorders, which is not out of the realm of possibility. It's been documented that he has been somebody that has consumed substances. He's had, he's, he's, um, indulged in mega pours or mega pints of wine. And uh, it's also been said at one point in the trial that he's spent upwards of $30,000 a month to fund his wine uh, habit. So it's not out the realm of possibility that he's consumed substances. Okay. So where I'm getting to is what I've noticed in this trial is this. You have to take what these experts say, the psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, experts with a grain of salt, the first question you need to ask yourself is who hired them? The second question you need to ask, ask is what is the evidence or the access they have had to even be able to collect information. This man is saying all of these things. And he only reviewed another psychiatrist or doctor's notes and work. He never interviewed Johnny Depp. He never got that information. So that's not to disparage his testimony. But what I've noticed in these courtrooms, and as these cases develop, and as they become more convoluted is a lot of the message and a lot of the actual evidence and what we are discussing here at the end of the day, which is defamation, did Amber Heard defame Johnny Depp and cause him to lose millions of dollars in potential revenue by alluding to abuse that she suffered during her divorce without expressly naming Johnny Depp. But in the process, it implicated him. That is the whole reason behind this trial. But with all of the minutia and all the different witnesses, and i badgering people with all these different questions, and then social media getting involved in the court of public opinion, things could get messy and muddy, and it can get away from the original point. So this trial is coming to a close here fairly soon. The end of the testimony is going to this Friday, and then shortly thereafter, the jury is going to deliberate and we're going to have a decision on whether or not Amber Heard defame Johnny Depp and vice versa. And I can't wait to see what that final result is. Why is this case important? I think this case is important because the Me Too era caused a shockwave throughout the entire country. And it changed dating dynamics. It changed the way men of power move and operate it, it changed the way regular men interact with women. Because before men were not intimidated or not cautious to approach a woman to try to engage with her in a way to pursue something casually or romantically. But after the Me Too movement, you started seeing all the things on social media. Let me know if you've seen this, or you heard about this with the whole catcalling thing that got huge, where a lot of women were talking about how they didn't want to be cat called, how they didn't want men to approach them in that way It needed to be a certain way. And a lot of men are not socially calibrated. So what a lot of men did to adjust is they just stopped approaching women altogether. Now you have women on TikTok, you have women on social media and stuff saying, why don't men approach? Where are all the good men? Why aren't men doing things like that? And I think a lot of those things are directly correlated to me too, because men are being more cautious now. We have adapted and we're saying, hey, We don't want to be tied to anything resembling any way of me too. So I think this is an important case. And I think so many people are checking this out and looking into it because it's going to set a precedent on how men and women behave moving forward. Because Amber Heard, in my opinion, rode the wave of me too. She got notoriety, she got uh, all type of publicity, she earned money as a resort of all this which she said that she would donate to the ACLU all 7 million of her settlement. But as it was discovered in this trial, she hasn't paid any of that money or at least not the majority of it towards the ACLU and she kept it for herself. So there are a lot of questions still to be answered. This has been an update on this case, which is fascinating to me. And I wonder if she could do it all again, if she would still do the same thing. That's the question. I think she's going to write a book after all of this. And I don't wish ill on anybody. I want the truth to come out. I want, the person who is guilty to pay up for the damage that they have caused. And and in my opinion, I think Johnny Depp has a really good case from everything I've seen in trial, but I'll reserve judgment and I'll allow the case to continue to go on and play out. If there are other evidence or if there are more witnesses that come out that paint a different picture, then I am open to listen to it and hear it out. But as of right now, what I'm seeing Johnny Depp, it's Johnny Depp's case to lose. That's what I'll say. So this has been another installment of the carrot juice podcast. If you enjoyed this content, if you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor, please go to Apple podcasts or Spotify, rate or review the podcast actually rate and review the podcast five star five star five star and go ahead and drop a question for me there. Uh, Give me feedback on what you think about the show? Who do you think? And also let me know who do you think is going to win this case between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And if you're watching on YouTube, please, it's free, do me a favor, just like the video, subscribe to the channel and hit all on notifications so that anytime I go live or I drop a video, you can come and join the podcast and join what we have going on here. So like I say, every time with the carrot juice podcast, I appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for watching and love somebody hug somebody do something good for someone not expecting anything in return. And until we speak again, which is next week, Tuesday, peace.